Yes. It's going down right now. Our quarterback list, top 32. What it do? NFL quarterbacks for the upcoming season, 15 through 11. We already started breaking down the list. We almost at the finish line, and we might as well kick things off. Once again, you know, we have our different criteria. I know for me, it's projections, you know, eye tests, starter, projected starter, and things of that nature. So, Zach, if you want to give a refresher of your list and kick things off, because I went first the last time, go right ahead. Yeah, so without further ado, time to reveal uh, number 15 through Evan on my list. Before I do that, though, I'll recap, as Will said, in the past episodes, I've had Drew Locke coming in at number 32, Mitch Trubisky at number 31, Daniel Jones at 30, Sam Darnold at 29, Marcus Mariota at 28, Justin Fields at 27, Jared Goff at 26, Davis Mills at 25, Trevor Lawrence at 24, Tua Tagovailoa at 23, Jameis Winston 22, Zach Wilson 21, Ryan Tannehill 20, Trey Lance 19, Carson Wentz 18, Mac Jones 17, and Matty Ice, Matt Ryan coming in at number 16. Uh, so let's do it. Number 15 on my list. This is a guy that Will mentioned on his list much earlier. I think this is a quarterback that could have one of the bigger gaps uh, on the list between the two of us. And I think this guy is going to be the young quarterback that comes into his own this year. His team made of a, a lot of improvements around him. And it took me a lot of time to buy into him. But I'm expecting big things from Jalen Hurts, number 15 on my list from the Philadelphia Eagles. And I am a believer in Jalen Hurts. I know that in that playoff game, the last time we saw him, it didn't look pretty. The Eagles were outmatched in that game against Tampa Bay. But I believe in the Eagles organization. And I believe in Hurts as a player and as a passer. And I just think he's a pro. And when he's on your team, you're going to be able to win games. The The fact that Eagles were able to make the playoffs last year uh, in Nick Sirianni's first year as a head coach was really impressive. I think they're going to win the NFC East this year. And Jalen Hurts is going to have a lot to do with that. The connection between him and A.J. Brown, I'm really looking forward to see how that develops. The Eagles have some running backs as well, a good offensive line. They have a lot of pieces on this team. And I think Jalen Hurts, I haven't always been a believer in terms of him as a professional quarterback, but based on the situation he's in, based on the experience he has coming in, learning his this offense now in his third year, he's going to be playing for uh, the question, can he be the quarterback of the future in Philadelphia? I think he is. I think he's good, he's good enough to do that and take that position. I love Jalen Hurts as my number 15 quarterback. At number 14, this is another guy where I think as the years have gone on, even though the team results haven't necessarily translated. He is a good quarterback based on some longevity, based on the numbers he puts up. I think Will already knows who it is. Kirk Cousins coming in at number 14 on my list. And this is another one where I think the Vikings under the radar could be one of the more intriguing teams in the NFL going into this season. Because I think even though they do have a first-year head coach in Kevin O'Connell, this should be a playoff team, in my opinion. It's been clear the last few years that the Mike Zimmer era was running out in Minnesota. He's a defensive guy, an older guy. The Vikings needed to change, especially when you watch their defense in the last few years. It just wasn't getting the job done. And with Dalvin Cook, with Justin Jefferson, Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams, he's a Sean McVay guy, hopefully innovative. The Vikings should be a playoff team. 
Um, but at the same time, Kirk Cousins, he's only uh, he hasn't been great in primetime in the bigger games throughout his career, only having one career playoff win. But I just look at the NFC in general. Like, I think there's some playoff spots wide open. We know the NFC South isn't going to be very good. We look at the NFC East. That division hasn't been great in years past. Green Bay has dominated the North. Minnesota has plenty of talent to be a playoff team. I will have Kirk Cousins at number 14. I think it's a big year for him. At number 13, <laughs> this is another one where uh, there could be some difference in our rankings, but I will have Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals coming in at number 13. And this is such a big year for him. I think in terms of talent, Kyler on most people's list is going to be a little higher. But just for me, I haven't seen him go through that one season playing all 17 games and coming through for his team, staying healthy. And last year, the thing that really disappointed me was Arizona started out great, and then it looked like in the back end of the season, they forgot how to play football. The last two games we've seen the Cardinals play was blowing a huge opportunity to win the NFC West on their home field against the Seattle Seahawks, who are not a good football team last year. They blew that game at home, and that playoff game against the Rams to this day is one of the worst uh, playoff games I've ever seen by a quarterback. And it's not even that Kyler played bad in that game. It was just clear that he quit. He, uh, he, uh, Cole McCoy was going to go in and, 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 and he told Kyler, look, like, do you want to finish this game? Like, and Kyler was like, nah, you got it. Like, come on. When you're a franchise quarterback and you're the leader of the team, I just don't love quitting like that. And, since the offseason has started, all of this guy has spoken about was his money and his contract, when quite frankly, I just haven't thought he's done enough to deserve it. So Kyler's going to have to show me a lot as a leader and as a player this year. I'll have him at number 13. At number 12, I will have Dak Prescott, a quarterback that already got that bag and that big time money. But I think last year, what was concerning with Dak, I understand he was coming off the ankle injury, but he even struggled with his accuracy last year, which is a little bit of a concern in that playoff game against the 49ers. It was clear that Dak wasn't capable of just taking over the game, putting the Cowboys on his back and leading them to victory. And when you're paying a quarterback that much money, that's what you're expecting. Dallas has a lot of talent around Dak Prescott. And I do, I've always respected him as a leader and usually he's able to stay on the field besides that one season. And Dallas is a team where you guys know I'm not a Mike McCarthy believer. And uh, with Dak, I think he's right on that edge of being a top tier quarterback. I'll have him at number 12. I think even though he's making a lot of money, there are uh, some guys better and some games that when you're paying Dak that much money, you're going to want him to take over. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do that. I'll have him at number 12 and at number 11, I will have Derek Carr. Of the Las Vegas Raiders. And for me, I think the Raiders are a team that is a little bit undervalued right now. I think the Raiders could be in for a big season based on everything they went through last year. Uh, all the adversity with Henry Ruggs and losing John Gruden going uh, into the last uh, second half of the season with an interim head coach. And somehow this team finds a way to go on the road to Indianapolis and beat the Colts in week uh, 17 to keep their season alive. And then that classic Sunday night football game where they find a way to hang on to that lead and beat the Los Angeles Chargers. They even could have beat Cincinnati in uh, that first round playoff game. Maybe the Raiders uh, were the ones that uh, could have found themselves in the Super Bowl last year. But with the real head coach and Josh McDaniels, I'm a believer in him with Devontae Adams. Obviously, that's going to be a huge addition. And Derek Carr being college teammates with him, that should only make him better. They signed Hunter Renfro to a big contract extension. Waller, like there are plenty of weapons on this team. And I believe in Derek Carr as a leader. I will have him as my number 11 quarterback. I'm a believer in the Raiders this year. 
I am. So to recap my list, fit, uh, 15 through 11, Jalen Hurts coming in at number 15, Kirk Cousins coming in at number 14, Kyler Murray coming in at number 13, Dak Prescott coming in at number 12, Derek Carr coming in at number 11. Will, I'll throw it over to you. Yes, lots of similar names here. You would think that me and Zach actually got together and planned out our list together. I mean, it's a lot of similar names here with the exception of one name. Literally, it's a difference here. At number 15, I'm going to go with a guy who is a guy who's a veteran in this league who played in the Super Bowl before, who um <clears throat> choked before. But, you know, he's still a veteran, savvy veteran, could throw the rock. And is he going to benefit from a new scenery bump? That's Matt Ryan. You guessed it. You know, is he going to benefit from that new scenery bump that Philip Rivers had? You can argue he had a terrible last year in San Diego. He gets there to the Colts, even though they fell short of expectations. They made the playoffs. His regular season stats were really, really good. Tom Brady, he goes to a new team, ends up winning the Super Bowl his first year. Matthew Stafford goes to a new team, ends up winning the Super Bowl there. So is Matt Ryan going to benefit? from being in a new system, new scenery, you know, just a new fresh air, new environment, new fans. How would he look? Now, I would say this. He is definitely an upgrade from Carson Wentz. You can argue Carson Wentz is the better physical quarterback. Physical attributes is a little bit better. But what Matt Ryan gives you is clutchness. There was one point that Zach made, you know, on the show when we talked about Mike Tomlin where he said stuff about Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger and how they hindered quarterbacks because their arm wasn't as good and they wasn't as physically gifted as before. But one thing Zach didn't mention was that even though that was true and factual, they had one key element that actually, you know, one of the reasons why the coaches wanted them was knowing the line of scrimmage and knowing to make one audible, use your experience to get you past a game where you wasn't supposed to win. Those guys did that. That's what Matt Ryan would do for this coach team going forward. And he's not erratic like Carson Wentz. I got him at number 15. At number 14, I agree with Zach here. I'm going Captain Kirk. And the reason why I'm going with Captain Kirk here is because just like Zach alluded to, even though they haven't been as good and they've been going down as a team, his stats been going up, which is very interesting to me. Look, he's not a guy that's going to lead your team to the Super Bowl. I think that's pretty evident to me. Okay, guy was out here making $84 million. You know, that's more indicative of the quarterback market and how he actually started that. Believe it or not, Kirk Cousins actually, in my opinion, the modern day was the guy that started this whole quarterback market in a different direction. Like, I would literally start off with Kirk Cousins where he made that money. But, you know, he's he could throw for 4,000 yards consistently. And I do believe in this guy, Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach. I do believe he's going to bring a sense of swag to this offense where it's going to be more modern day, where it's not run the football and play defense and put you to bed like with Mike Zimmer. And I do believe that's going to be reflective and boost in numbers and stats from wide receivers and quarterback Kirk Cousins. That's why I got him this high. I believe he's going to throw for at least 4,800 yards this upcoming season. And that's why I got him at number 14. At number 13, I'm actually going to release both 13 and 12 right now because I want to tie this up together. At 13, I got Dak. At 12, I got Kyler. Now let's break it down together because Zach actually had it reverse style, right? And you can argue the reason why it could be reverse style in favor of Dak is because of leadership. 
But because this is more so talented and eye test and projected stat line is why I won't have it that way. Even though Dak is a better leader than um, Kyla and Kyla fails in that department, I do believe talented wise, I'll start my team talented wise with um, Kyla Murray. And that's why I got him higher. But let's start off with Dak here at number 13. I think when you talk about Dak and the Cowboys offseason, it's horrendous. I don't think they got better. And there's games where Dak is going to have to be the guy that leads his team. There's one game in particular. Let's go to Kansas City where he was missing Amari Cooper, who ironically he's missing now. And he was stuck with Amari, uh, excuse me, CeeDee Lamb. I'm about to say Amari Stoudemire. Like, I didn't know he played football. Um, CeeDee Lamb and Mike Gallup, okay, in Kansas City. This at the time is when Kansas City was in a little funk. But it wasn't the Kansas City that made the AFC Championship game. This was a team that was losing was below 500 or at 500 at this time. And clear opportunity for Dak to show us that he's made of that money that he got. Okay, another guy who was overpaid that benefited from the quarterback market, and he failed miserably. I believe they only put up one touchdown, maybe two, maybe wrong. But he played terrible. That kind of reminds me of the situation he's in right now. C.D. Lamb is their number one guy. Mike Gallup is not going to play, I believe, the first couple games, and Amari Cooper is gone. That game is a microcosm of this season, and I think they failed as a team putting Dak in the best predicament this year. You can argue the career he's had. He's been benefited from the best roster in football for all these years, and he still didn't do nothing. This roster is a shell of itself right now this year, and that's why I got him at number 13. At number 12, as I already alluded to, we already announced today was Kyler Murray, and Look, Kyler Murray's a guy I still believe has top 10 written all over him from a talent perspective. You know, he could throw the rock, and he's very elusive. There's a couple plays, right, that I want to bring up. The Hale Murray, okay, against the Bills, which, you know, for all the reasoning, it's not about the throw. It's not about the catch, even though the catch was a little better than the throw. It's about him buying time and how his mobility allows him to extend plays and make big plays down the football field. There was a couple of instances in the year where he will scramble outside the box, and now defenders have to cover the whole field, and he will make a play out of nothing. Those are the intangible plays where I sit back and say, you know what? This guy's a guy. But clearly, leadership is his biggest knickknack, okay? And leadership and poise. Because when things get tight between him and that coach over there, you know, um, Air Raid, Mr. Mr. Air Raid, they tend to get a little bit erratic in the play calling and in the quarterback play when things are not going right. I need my quarterback to be a guy when things are going bad that he can stand in there and make all the plays in the world. And that's what I want to see Kyler Murray do. And he's going to be at it right out the gate. D-Hop is out. Six games. Suspension. There it is. We're going to know early in the season if this guy has matured. And hopefully he has, because the talent is there. I got him at number 12, Kyler Murray. At number 11, I agree with Zach. You're on the same page here on this section of the list. I'm going Derek Carr. Last year, I actually had him ranked 15. Carr is a consistent 4,000-yard passer. And I think the fact that he was able to throw for 4,804 yards, lead his team to the playoffs without a number one wide receiver, with everything that was going on, the shit show that was the Raiders, it was the modern-day circus, okay? It was the modern-day it, the clown, the nose, whatever. You know, the makeup, the red hair. That was the Raiders. Guys getting suspended. Guys getting kicked out the league. Guys catching bodies. I mean, it was 
It was a whole lot of craziness. And the fact that he was still able to be a leader, the reason why he's over Kyler Murray, you know, is not because of leadership. It's because of clutchness. Okay, outside of Kyler Murray, who we talked about in the poise, where it's like, okay, I'm getting a little bit too smaller now with the moment. Derek calls the opposite. Fun stat for you. The most game-winning drives in four-quarter comebacks in the league since 2015, okay, is Derek Carr. That guy, listen, he's a product of his environment. That's why a lot of people don't talk about him. But he's got a guy right now. The Raiders load up, bro. Devontae Adams. We already seen it with Joe Burrow when he got his guy. You know, that's what the league is going to. Devontae Adams is going to take this offense into new heights. And you still got Hunter Renfro. You still got Demarcus Robinson. You still got the man amongst boys and Darren Waller. And you still got the toys. And guess what? Ain't going to be no more noise because the talent is going to speak for this franchise and not all the little shenanigans. And Josh McDaniels is at the helm. Listen, I'm high, just like Zach is. And I'm not talking about that high. I'm talking about high on the Raiders, okay? This year, and Derek Carr is a reason why. And that's why he's number 11. So to recap my list, I'm going Matt Ryan at 15. I'm going Kirk Cousins at 14. I'm going Dak Prescott, return of the Dak at 13. Okay, I'm going Kyler Murray, 12. I'm going Derek Carr, 11. That's my list, Zay. It's up to you. Um, so one of the questions I have on the list, I guess you both can answer when you um, get the chance. Um, it, who's on the hot seat to really accomplish wins for your team this season, Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? I, I would say Cousins. Carr just got a new contract, Um, and it's crazy because both teams have a first-year head coach but with the Vikings, I understand why someone who follows, who has been following the team over the past few years, looks at Kirk Cousins and the numbers he puts up, and it's like, okay, it's great, but where has that really gotten us? And I do think, like, I can't emphasize this enough. The NFC is down right now. They're, like, there are going to be some playoff spots open, and I could see a world where there are going to be some surprise teams that have good seasons in the NFC that not a lot of people see coming. And when I look at the Vikings, Kirk Cousins in his career hasn't really been able to get to break through and get his team to the promised land, but he might just have the best wide receiver in football in Jefferson. Cook is an elite running back, and it's going to come down to the coach. Will said he's confident in uh, Kevin O'Connell. He wants to see uh, what he's got cooked up. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what happens as well. And uh, the Vikings defense over the past few years has really cost them. And if they can improve that unit, I think that will be ultimately what the difference is to that team. But, hey, Green Bay, they lose uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, you look at Chicago, they're not going to be too good. I think Detroit is a year or two away. Like, they, the Vikings have an opportunity, and I think this is a big season for Kirk Cousins. I do. I think I agree. Nah, I think I agree with Zach here. I'm going Kirk Cousins under the most pressure out the two quarterbacks that you threw at me because when you think about it, Kirk Cousins been in this league for a minute. I always thought the Vikings should have won a Super Bowl. You know, um, believe it or not, when they had Stephon Diggs, when they had Thielen, when they had Dalvin Cook, I thought that team in the defense, I thought that team was definitely capable of winning a Super Bowl as far as the roster is concerned. And I think, like I said in my statement, it's been clear that that's a guy that you can't, I won't say you can't win with. You can win with him. You can win the playoff game with him, but you can't win the big one with him. And I think just like Jimmy Garoppolo, when even though he had success and even more success than Kirk Cousins, it came a time where it was like, all right, get out of here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I need to win a championship. And um, I think that's going to be the same thing with Kirk Cousins. And, you know, it's very interesting. And I'll say this and I end here is he's very conservative, right? 
but you can say that's philosophy too. Because even the throws on the football field, he's a conservative quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see if it was the philosophy and if Kevin O'Connell is going to force um, Kirk Cousins to come out his shell. Where now he's throwing like, you know, putting up numbers. He could be like Jameis Winston. He could throw for 5,000 yards because Jameis Winston, you can argue philosophy, is what made him throw for 5,000. And Bruce Arians with all those receivers. And now he goes to the Saints, more conservative. We like where the explosiveness at. It's going to be like that. Is it going to leave with interceptions? Is it going to come with interceptions with the yardage? Or is it going to still come with, you know, limited interceptions and 5,000? We'll have you at the seat. One other thing I wanted to say quickly, Zay, I don't know if you were going this way, but Lil, I want to know your thoughts on Jalen Hurts. I didn't go into this at the time when you uh, mentioned him on your list, but I think we're all on the same page. We're expecting big things out of Philadelphia this season. They were a team that was surprising last year, found a way to win 10 games, make the playoffs. It was a great uh, unexpected season they had, but I'm expecting Jalen Hurts to take a step forward this season. And when it comes to Philadelphia, I look at and looking at the NFC, I think we have that top group with Tampa Bay and the Rams, and you could even throw the Packers in that mix as well, based on what they've done the last few years. But San Francisco, they have their question marks at the quarterback position. Arizona, we don't really know what they're going to look like yet. And I look at that team uh, with Philadelphia. I think they're going to win the NFC East. I think they're better than Dallas. And with Jalen Hurts, like, it's crazy because it's taken me some time since he was drafted, but I've never been higher on him, uh, more high than I'm, I'm than I currently on him uh, right now. I haven't been higher uh, at any point in his career. So I'm curious for your thoughts and expectations. And do you think like he's going to be the key to Philadelphia and them taking a step forward this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, it starts with Jalen Hurts. He's the biggest X factor for this team. You know, as far as Jalen Hurts could take them is where they're going to go. They got the roster. They got the weaponry. They got the best running game in football, right? I know I said the Browns in my take, but that was to make my take look good and to benefit my argument. But I say the Eagles have the best running game if they actually use it, which they did. Give them credit towards the end of, of the season last year midway. And that resulted in some W's in the column. They got to continue to do that. Don't get too fancy because you got A.J. Brown over there. I think what makes A.J. Oh, excuse me, what makes Jalen Brown Jalen Brown, right? <laughs> what makes too much green here? Grass ain't green on the other side, y'all. What makes Jalen Hurts a, a effective quarterback is when you limit him. Like you, what I mean by limit him, you limit his throwing up the football and you make the game open up for him. You know, I don't think he's a guy that you really want 35 times throwing the football. I don't think he has the capabilities and talents to do so. With all due respect to the dude, right, I, I love him. his grit, I love his leadership. Okay, I love him as a quarterback. He can play for my team. But, you know, at the same time, this is a big year. I think he has the most approval out of everybody because I got to see if he can sit there and make all the throws on the football field because we can like you as an individual. But if your talent and, you know, skills are not projecting along with that, then with all due respect, we can hang out, go for a drink tomorrow. But you got to go. You can't play for my team. So what, what's your confidence level in him? Are we still high on football? I, I think – I think they could win the eight. Where, where did NFC. you have him on your list? Remind me. I actually had him low. I had him at 25. And, you know, you can argue and you can come at my point because sometimes team success could actually rank you higher. And I didn't really look at that when I made my list and put him there because you can argue. I think the Eagles are the favorites to come out the East. I really do. I don't, I'm not high on the Cowboys this year. So you can argue he could be higher because of that. But, 
I think what made him get to that point is because I I, I just got to see more from an individual standpoint. I think from a team standpoint, he's structured to have success. But from an individual standpoint, where things get a little erratic, games like the Buccaneers really stuck out to me. Like, I yo, the Buccaneers, you know, you run the football, you can't run the football because that defensive line is so good. They're going to take that out the game plan. Now it's on you. Can you do it? He didn't do it in that game. Now, granted, not every defensive line is the Buccaneers, so you're going to have your opportunities to run the football, you know, rash and dash and, and play from there, and he's going to have success there. But when you go up against a team that can stop the run, Steelers can stop the run, Bucks can stop the run, all those defensive lines that can stop the run, that's where I'm the most worried at when it comes to Jalen Hurts, and that's why he's that low. Um, With the new list, uh, with the new Excuse me, with Baker Mayfield being on part of this Panthers team, do you replace him with Sam Darnold in the same list, or do you put him higher or lower, depending on? Put him higher. I put him a little higher. You know, like like I said, I know I came at Baker Mayfield, um, you know, and said all those things, and I don't take it back. But I do believe he's better. Like I said before, I think we actually touched on it. I would have him in the mid twenties. I would have him literally on my list right now. I would have him over Mitch. Okay, and I will put him right next to Daniel Jones. So for a refresher, I had Mitch at 24. I had Daniel Jones at 23. He's right in that middle in between those two guys right there. So I will replace him at 24. It'll be 24 for me. Yeah, I agree. I would have him in that probably a low 20s. And I think I had Sam Darnold, yeah, 29. So that's a, a, a pretty solid improvement at the quarterback position. And with Baker, it's interesting. Like in his past, in the past, in his career, he's been at his best when not a lot of people are expecting much out of him. And the situation in Carolina is far from ideal, but I do think there is enough there to have some productive moments. And once again, like Carolina, they were desperate based on their uh, past actions, which is crazy based on the amount of assets they've spent at the quarterback position. So uh, yeah, I would have him somewhere in the low twenties. Once again, it was only two years ago that he led the Browns to a a playoff victory. So uh, time just changes uh, really quickly on you in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another segment of our quarterback list. And it's going down. We got 10 more to go and find out who those 10 people, 10 quarterbacks are on the next couple episodes.